Josh, how much time do you think we've spent in the past year looking for a game to play together? More than playing games together. They were built that way, I'd have to say. I think, what, probably like average an hour or two a weekend looking for games? Probably. Something like that. It's, It's quite a few. There's just so few. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, co-op games that aren't really built that way, you know? Yeah. So, this week, yesterday? Oh, I guess Friday. Last Friday. Friday. uh, The new game It Takes Two came out. And this is from the same developers that A Way Out is from. And they seem to be the only developer that's trying to, like, push forward the new this genre of, like, actual cooperative games. Yeah. And it really got us thinking, hey, what co-op games are actually out there? What the yeah. hell can I play with somebody? Because it feels like there's nothing... <laughs> Yeah, it basically, and it's just like, if you're not into some of the big, you know, shooter type games right now, there's not a lot else out there right now that feels like it actually has competent co-op, which we're going to both, you know, talk over the games to probably steer away from if you're looking for co-op experiences that are good, lead into some fine ones, and then into ones that are actually unique, interesting co-op games that aren't just like your everyday, you're just doing the same thing, walking around with each other, so... Yeah, and I think that so many games have started just making sure that they have some form of co-op so they can put it in their description and say that this game is co-op. But, man, a lot of these are not great. And there's a couple that are specifically bad where it feels like the co-op is just kind of shoehorned in after the fact. So you design your whole game and then think, oh, shit, we should be able to put co-op on our box. How do we add it in? Yeah. There's quite a few of those, and I've played a bunch over the years, and some are pretty, pretty egregious, to be honest. So, why don't we start off with that? So, obviously, top of the list, Binding of Isaac, (laughs) with its fake co-op. It's just, like, actually makes the game worse if you play with somebody. Because you basically, what, you're like a little fly, aren't you? And you're that, like is a that little, what, is that what your little character is? A little mini version of yourself that can fly around, but I think you like can't pick up items or anything. And I think you but die in one hit. You too. can take damage and you die in one hit, I think. And you can shoot yeah, things. <laughs> Whoopity do. It's like one of those shoehorned co op things, you know? It's just like the kind of co op game where having a partner actually can make it worse. Um, Knack is like that too, where you just play as a really, really crappy character. Who the screen do- the screen doesn't compensate the fact that you're there, so you have to actually keep up the other person like right next to them. Otherwise, you just come off the screen. And there's literally sections in the game that Nat can get through that you can't, so you have to die in order for the other person to move forward. It's really bad. It's really bad. That's just you know, you know yeah, it's pretty awful. I, I really hate it. That's and just then- that's just good design. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I get to kill myself over and over and over again? This is fantastic. Finally, all my dreams have come true. And this one isn't illegal. This is great. <laughs> and then, too, like, we've had, you've had this experience recently with stuff like Code Vein <laughs> and the Soulsborne games where it's just like, how do you play co-op? Oh, you don't really. It's technically there, 
or there's just a lot of hoops to go through. So what was your experience like with Code Vein? Yeah, Code Vein. I'd been I had a friend who I'd been looking to for a game to play with, and we finally went up on Code Vein. And I actually think the game's probably pretty fun and pretty good to play through. But the co-op is so bad. So basically how the co-op works is you can't actually like invite someone to your party. You have to use like their online matchmaking to make sure you search into the right person. Okay. And you have to be in the same area on the map. One person has to join on the other. And then the person who joins on the other can't pick up any items. You can't use any campfires. You can't put any skill points in. And it doesn't count for progression for the second person. So you have to play every section twice. You literally cannot upgrade your character while playing. You have to leave out to separate sessions to do any level ups, do any upgrades. And the second player literally can't open any chests or get any new items or do anything like that. It's like so egregious. It's like, why even have it there in the first place, right? Yeah. And as I said, like what I would played, I did enjoy the game. Like the game was fun, but... I probably, because of that, what your co-op is, will not go back and play your game single player. That's really egregious. That is really bad. And it's, it's unfortunate because something like that, when it's in a Soulsborne vein, would be really fun to play with two people. But even with Bloodborne and Dark Souls, it doesn't work that great, even with those games. And Code Vein, obviously, is, seems like one of the worst ones. But the other ones, it's still really subpar, which is unfortunate because those would be great co-op games. Something really nice and hard to play against. Yeah, and I mean, if you are looking for a, like, Soulsborne-style game to play with friends, we have one a little bit further down on this list. It's not great to play with people, but <laughs> it's at least something. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, the next kind of type of game for co-op, and I think this is probably the majority of games mm-hmm. nowadays, is where they design... So, a company designs a single-player game... And then says, hey, you can have a buddy beside you that does the same thing as you do all the time. Yeah. Obviously, shooters are a big part of this. So stuff, you know, any modern day shooter that has co-op in it. Old school ones like Left 4 Dead were like this too. Where like, you're you're playing the same game no matter whether somebody's there or not. But there's, you know, a little bit you can do to like, you know, uh optimize playing with another person and stuff like that, but it's nothing game-changing because there's a second person there. You just probably want to pay attention to your loadout a little bit more in what you're doing. I think the exception to this, and I know we aren't really talking about PvP games just because they're a little bit separate, but I think tactical shooters do a lot better job of this. Definitely. And that's just, again, those are all multiplayer, so it doesn't fit entirely into this system, but just saying all shooters do this is a little bit disingenuous. Like, Overwatch is a tiny bit better. Things like Valorant or CSGO are a tiny bit better. But, for the majority part, you do the same thing. If yeah. me and you are playing Call of Duty, we're both going to play the game the same regardless of the fact that the second person yeah. is there. Yeah, and it's something like Overwatch 2, I actually really like the way matchmaking is made in that game with Ranked now where you're forced to pick in your role and you literally can't pick characters outside your role. It doesn't let you. Well, I think it's kind of cool because it forces people to be part of a team. And but honestly, with like off League... off-meta builds. Yeah, you go outside of range for off-meta builds. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. I actually kind of <laughs> like that aspect of it. And I wish League had a practical way of doing it. 
because sometimes the off-meta shit that even our friends play really just offends me and <laughs> turns League into, <laughs> you know, uh, an 8v, you know, 2 or something. You it's know, just... I would complain, but I did build Mirror Man on Ari this morning. <laughs> Yeah, at least a pro player tried it. Okay? <laughs> at least there's like some reason to try it for a second. It's yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of games that do this. And it's not that this genre is necessarily bad. Like just having where you do the same thing together. I love a lot of these games. Yeah. Risk of Rain it's 2 just... is another adva- example where mm. for the lion's share, the game is the same. And that game yeah. is a ton of fun. We've been loving it when we've been playing it. Even something like Phasmophobia which we played a little yeah. bit of, have talked about a little bit. That game's really good. Plays really yeah. well with multiple people. But the core gameplay doesn't matter on the fact that it's co-op. No. It definitely, even the well, game is better in co-op for sure. Yeah. But yeah, and you technically don't have to do it. Yeah, and that's the same where games like Minecraft, Terraria, all the type of games that we talked with last about last week also fit into this genre of you get to do the same thing as your the person you're playing with, but you do it together. And I love yeah. a lot of those games. It's not a bad thing. It's just the co-op doesn't inherently change the game. Yeah. And then there's stuff like in the same kind of category where there are slight changes, right? Where like Monster Hunter with multiple people is played. It You're still playing the game the same way, but you actually strategize how to take down monsters a lot differently based on how many people there are. And there's certain weapons like the hunting horn that, do function very differently if there isn't at least two people. There's also weapons like the longsword where you have to think about the fact that your swings are infinite range and stagger your teammates. Or alternatively, I, yeah, I, you can just intentionally stagger all your teammates and tell them to get flinch free. Yeah, it's like get flinch free, get flinch free. It's like, <laughs> guy, can you can can you stop? <laughs> Yeah, and like, for example, I played Bow in that game. There was a move that you basically couldn't use in multiplayer most of the time because it just basically put down a zone that staggered all your teammates. When you're like solo hunting things, it's really good. When you're multi-hunting, it's just not. As well as multi-hunting, you get you can like try some cheese stuff, like stun locking things and stuff like that, which is just like really cool that that is a feature. Yeah, for sure. And it makes, it makes games like that fun when you... Uh have unique things that you can do or do not want to do when you're playing with multiple people, right? Even like stuff, you know, not as much Borderlands doesn't go as deep with co-op, but there are actual co-op skills and skill tree things in that game now. So I actually played it a little bit differently. I actually played it last night and uh, respect my character a little bit to play with somebody. And it, you know, there's a noticeable difference, but it's not like the game's designed ground up to be co-op. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think on the topic of like, because we talked about the Soulsborne games, if you're looking for a game in that style to play with people, it should probably be Monster Hunter. Now, as much as we're both going to recommend Monster Hunter World to people, you have to think of that game as single player until the story ends. Yeah. Because for some reason, they decided that designing that game in a way that functioned around cutscenes and the storyline for multiple people was not something they needed to do. No. And it's just, it's silly because you have to go into a level and get through all the cutscenes in that level. And then once you've both seen all the cutscenes, then you can join on each other, which means that you do everything, you know, 
at the same time separately which is and then one person right? backs out and then joins the quest and yeah yeah as mm-hmm. far as i know it seems like monster hunter rise isn't doing that that's but good i you know there's a few other things about rise though that make it interesting the fact that that's a co-op game because i know there's anti-co-op stuff in it at points but i haven't like played it yet i've just heard from a couple of people that there's some yeah. interesting parts of that game and I think Monster Hunter did a massive disservice to itself by doing this because yeah. I think the multiplayer is one of, if not its best feature. Yeah. And something like Dauntless is doing it right. And you co-op seamless. You can cross platform with people in Dauntless, which is really cool. You can literally just do PC switch PlayStation. That's how I've actually been playing it. And it's just, I hope Monster Hunter gets to that point when they release a new variant of the world style of game where you can actually play with each other a little bit better. Because, to be honest, that part of Monster Hunter is the only really bad thing I have to say about that game. Yeah. If Monster Hunter if Monster Hunter World 2 just comes out and it has all the good things and just has a campaign that I can queue up into a box with my friend and go through the whole thing, game's perfect. That yeah. That's it. Like, game's incredible. Yeah, and then transitioning over, there's... A very different style of co-op game, which I, you know, I would almost call these the friendship ruining games sometimes. <laughs> or the, I'm going to throw a controller at you if you don't pick up that couch and put it through that window properly games. It's kind of like the party style games if you're playing co-op. Like, moving out, overcooked. Um, I haven't really played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time very much. So it's just like these games that it's just like a lot of you are cooperating, but you also, it's a little bit deeper because you have to work together. Like, for example, in uh, Moving Out, there's objects you actually have to have two people to pick them up, and you actually have to carry them along together. And you have to, like, throw couches out a window in order to get into the moving van. And you actually have to time the swinging of the couch and let go at the same time. Or, like, one person goes flying out the window with the couch. It's pretty funny. Have they fixed this game not having online yet? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked recently. That's just so bad because Overcooked is such a good game and online and that works fine. And it's just like, here's moving out where you can't play online for some reason. Yeah. These are the games that I just view as like the frivolous fun of co-op games. You have like a group of people together and you just want to like chill out, play something low stress and fun. Well, it should be low stress. Some people fail at this, but these games, if you're getting stressed out by them, just settle down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I Overcooked. <laughs> Overcooked is so much fun. Like Overcooked, yeah. you kind of have to work together. You like get in each other's way. And it's just, it's just to sit down and hang out. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, I actually think is super good. It doesn't get as much traction as a lot of the other games in this category. But the gist of it is you have to control a spaceship. And rather than just like having one person on each task, there's like five or six different tasks that are located at different locations in the spaceship. And in order to switch from doing one to the other, you actually have to get up from your station and walk to a different location in the ship. That's cool. And so like, you'll have one person who's on thrusters, one person who's like on a shield, you have like a different weapon system on each side. So if you have enemies over here, you have to make sure you have someone on the top or the right gun but then you don't have anyone on the bottom or left gun to cover the other side. So it's actually just a ton of fun. You just like run around, do like shoot all these aliens and stuff. Have you ever seen 
the, the other game that we have on here. Have you ever seen Snipper Clips? No, I have no idea what this is, to be honest. Snipper Clips <laughs> is a really weird one. I So we played this as a group of four of us, I want to say like two years ago. And the gist of it is you are these little pieces of paper that can cut people. And so you can oh. you have to cut the other pieces of paper into the right shape to fit into boxes. It's so weird. Huh. It's like one of the strangest things ever. We thought it was going to be awful. Kind of played it for a meme and it was actually pretty fun. Hmm. That's cool. You um, know, out of these games too, by the way, I'll have to say one thing about these party games. If you're going to, if you have people in your house, you're going to be playing these games with, I highly recommend you get overcooked, not moving out. If the majority of people playing it aren't big gamer people moving out is actually hard. And Overcooked is more fun. Moving out, if you want to get all the uh, high rankings, that game is difficult. But if you're in for like a hard game, you have someone to play Moving Out with. There are challenges in that game where you have to like not break windows in a house while you're carrying everything out. And it has super high like, you know, collision detection. So if you like look at a window all the wrong way, it breaks. So if you want to like a challenging co-op party game, Moving Out is, is aces. <laughs> so what you're telling me is we need to play this Moving Out game. Uh, yes. And you know what the funny part about the game is if you play it too much with your family, one of them might end up moving out. (laughs) (laughs) I can't take this anymore. Grandma broke a window. (laughs) Yeah. One last game, because of course we're talking about co-op. There's some other games that Mm -hmm. fall into this category, but a lot of them are competitive. The only other co-op game that I think should actually go in here and I consider as a party game is Castle Crashers. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a fun game. Castle Crashers is just a side-scroller, beat-em-up, you hit things, and realistically, I don't think you can lose at that game. No, but it's pretty hard. It's just fun. You just, like, hang yeah. out, you you swing your sword, you get upgrades and stuff, but just kind of like a hangout and go through. Yeah. It's super accessible, and it does actually have a hard mode once you beat the game. If you want to, you know, actually test yourself and make it a little harder. But, man, I... First played this game, I played it over a weekend with somebody, and I think we put around, you know, 20-ish plus hours from Friday to Sunday. It was insane. The game's really good. Yeah, and I mean, that hard mode actually eats you alive. Oh, yeah, it's not easy. You actually like, need to level up. That, and was, that was one of my favorite things about that, and yeah, that was really good. Okay, before we get into this last section, there's one more game mm-hmm. that I realize isn't on this list. And I want oh, to. Th- what is it? Dungeon Defenders. Hmm, that's right. We didn't put it on here. I mean, yeah, it's a really good co-op game. It is really, really good. Dungeon Defenders is a co-op game that I think you have to view in the same light as you view like Minecraft or something like that as a co-op game, where like it's got to be something that's really long-term. Yeah. Because that game does take a massive time investment to get to the point where it's really good. It's for sure. It definitely requires like some thinking together as a team. Some sharing of armor resources is important. Like actually being willing to trade gear in order to optimize everyone. But it is it is a really good co-op game. Uh, I just If you're going to play that game co-op, I definitely don't recommend Dungeon Defenders 2 or... Awakened yet? I would actually just buy the original one still. Yeah, I, think, I would agree. And it's worth 
It's got good value to it, too. Yeah. And, and I don't think that- buy the console release of any of them. Play it on mouse and keyboard for the love of God. The console release of those games is not good. I mean, the worst part about the console release is that the end of the game is actually not playable. Uh, true. But Dungeon Defenders is a really good game if you want something with a little bit of a learning curve that has some progression to it and gives you a little bit more bulky than a lot of the games on this list. And I think that's a hard thing because when you choose something like that, you have to find people that want to play together a ton. Mm -hmm. Like for us, for example, for the two of us, we play most weekends. And so like something like Dungeon Defenders that is a really big time investment isn't that big of a deal because we've just played 500 hours over the course of three years. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends if you're very minimal or don't have like a group that's fairly standard to play. I wouldn't suggest it, but it is something really good if you do put in that time. Yeah. And then we have the kind of unique games. These are the ones I think that are kind of cool. If you're tired of playing the same old games over and over and over again, the same style of games, We've kind of progressively gotten there, and this is the games that you're not actually doing the same thing as each other, which is kind of cool. It's really fun. So I guess we should go with the oldest one here, and that's Portal 2. Yeah. We should I think Portal, Portal 2, 2. I can't think of a game before Portal 2 that did this. Nothing that pops into my mind that wasn't, like, janky about it, you know? Yeah. And so I think the big thing with this group of games is the fact that you are doing something different. So because it's asymmetrical and rather than in a lot of these games, you might have different abilities, but you use those abilities to the accomplish the same tasks in this game. A lot of the times you actively have to do different things and like you have to work together to accomplish a task for like example with portal portal two is a really good example because there's a whole bunch of sections where you get separated and you actually have to work together to solve the problem. Like, the one that sticks in my head the most from Portal 2 is the one where one person winds up in, like, basically a 2D section behind a glass wall. And then their buddy is watching them from across the room and can help them that way. But you actually have two extremely different things, and you have to use both sets of portals to get through what is basically this 2D platforming level. That's cool. I didn't actually know about that. I haven't beaten the game on co-op ever. Okay, we're going back to play it. That that's okay. happening now. You should if you didn't want to play Portal, you shouldn't have told me that, but that's happening. That game is incredible. I I, I beat I've never played Portal 1 and I've beaten Portal 2 by myself, but I haven't actually played a ton of the co-op yet. I've only played a little bit of it. It was really fun what I played. Yeah, the co-op of Portal 2 is incredible. Like it's awesome. Um yeah. and then maybe to kind of keep with that genre, you then have a game like We Were Here. Yeah. Which again it's does it very differently, but does this kind of cooperative puzzle game nature. Yeah, it's kind of like an escape room, but one person's in the room and one person has all the answers, and it's it's really cool. I really I think this game design could go further than this, and there's a lot more room to innovate here. And I but I really like to this be game. fair, there are two additional games we haven't played from them. Yes, there is. We were here, too, and we were here together. So they may have made these leaps. But I think the sweetest thing and one thing I'd actually suggest with this game is I actually think the in-game voice adds something to it because the in-game voice prevents you from talking over each other. And I know that sounds really weird, but it actually is kind of big for a game like this because you kind of have to actually work together and get into a groove of who's talking. Yeah. 
I could definitely see that. And then kind of, it's kind of in the same vein too that uh, keep talking and nobody explodes and is where one person is kind of solving a puzzle while somebody else is trying to help them. You know what I mean? And keep talking nobody explodes is really fun. I've played it a couple times now and just kind of having the bomb disarming thing going on where the one person is just trying to describe this thing to you and the other person is like, I don't know what you're talking about. That game gets really frantic too because it has a much more of a uh, fast timer to it. Yeah. So it's more of a frantic game. I really like that one too though. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, I think these asymmetrical, I think puzzle games especially do shine with this genre. Mm-hmm. But there is specifically one developer that seems to be making the leap outside of just puzzle games. Yeah. And that's with the new release of, you know, what now I'm just blanking. I am so out of it. Um, The release of It Takes Two. Yeah. Which so far we've been playing it and that game is very, very, very good. Yeah. So before we get into that game, to start with A Way Out. A Way Out yeah. came out, what, five years ago now? Four years ago now? Um, A Way Out was 2018. Oh, only three years. Okay. Wow, the yeah. development time on It Takes You is very quickly. Very quick then. Yeah. Um, A Way Out is like... I want to describe it as like a bro cop prison escape movie. The game. It, oh yeah, it kind of is. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. And a lot of it is you you get faced with a situation and you kind of have to figure out to how to work together to solve something. So you'll have situations where you have to wind up getting a specific like item or a tool. And so maybe one of you distracts the guard, like distracts a guard or distracts a person while you grab it. Or maybe you're doing something and one person keeps lookout while they're while they're working on whatever they're working on. And it just is such a unique experience. These games also play split screen when you're playing online, which was one of the craziest things about these to me. Yeah, it gives you that really unique perspective and makes it very. I think I think it really works in the game's favor that you can see the other person. I'd be really curious to see if somebody could pull this off where you can't. But with these kind of games, I, I think you want that there. It also makes it some fun moments too when somebody screws up and you see them screw up and it kind of is pretty fun same thing you know it takes two does the same thing right where you know you see somebody screw something up and you're like oh come on man and a way out also and both of them do a lot of really really awesome things with the camera because they do have like this split screen mechanic there will be situations where one player screen is bigger and it, that's the case on both play on both screens. So you can have your screen shrunk because you're doing something less important. And like, so it'll switch. Sometimes it'll be a vertical split screen. Sometimes it'll be horizontal split screen, just depending on what the situation is. And that's really cool. It adds a lot to a lot of the different situations that this game has. And even sometimes too, the camera blends together and then it's just one, it's just one screen for a bit too, which is really cool. A lot of really nice camera techniques with these games. It's really oh, yeah. good direction. And even just like the like no spoilers because a way out's really good and you should play it. There is a part which was in the trailers where they're you're walking up a wall back to back, 
and you actually have to coordinate walking up this wall with your backs to each other to support each other. Like that part's really cool. It actually requires quite a bit of coordination. It's just stuff you can't get out of a single player experience. Yeah. And a way uh, it takes to feels like it has just built on all of these things. Yes. It feels so good. Basically, so far it feels like they decided to go with a gameplay mechanic for each section. Mm-hmm. And each of these gameplay mechanics has felt so good. Yeah, I. it's such a weird thing because it feels like a party game at times mm-hmm. because they keep changing up the gameplay. And it's it's really refreshing because it keeps the game interesting, especially because this game's supposed to be a bit longer. We haven't yeah. finished it yet, but it definitely is way longer than a way out. It's probably about twice as long. Yeah. And I mean, like, my favorite mechanic so far, without, like, spoiling anything, is there's a section where basically each of you gets guns. And you yeah. become, like, a little mini shooter. But neither of you can actually do anything by yourself. Yeah. You, you have to, like, the combine person. the effects of the two weapons to actually have anything happen. And that is something I never would have thought of. I've never seen something like that anywhere. It is so sweet. That was that section was so much fun. Yeah, I've I really and yeah, I've really been enjoying this game for that. But you each have unique tools and then they're just like, oh, by the way, both your tools do nothing without the other person now really takes the co-op experience to a different level. And I'm hoping that this developer, too, that I'm hoping that it takes two sells really well. I know that A Way Out, I think it was within, yeah, it's within two weeks, they sold a million copies. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that it takes two, can, you know, do like two million, and we just kind of keep pushing forward this genre, because it is incredible. And, like, these people are leading this genre now by themselves with unique co-op experiences. I know there's actually a decent chunk of people that are talking about as this so far being the best game released this year. I could see that. And yes, this year's been a little bit slow at the start, but I mean, this game is really good. It's a lot of fun. I think there's a couple issues that people can have with the storyline, at least from what I've seen so far, but also you I mean, can have issues with any storyline if you try to. It's goofy. Like it's it is goofy. goofy. It lets you know that it's goofy at the beginning. Yep. And even though like we kind of memeing off while I've been playing it, it's still like the gameplay is so good and the story's supposed to be goofy that I'm totally fine with the energy that it's putting out there. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's just like you just take it for what it is. It's supposed to be a fun game and we're having a ton of fun. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna think... burn that fucking book. I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> <laughs> these these two games, I think, definitely stand a mile above everything else. Yeah, I, I think don't so. think there is anything that compares to these. No, I think at the end of the day, with these games, um, my personal games I love off this list the most so far. I think, especially for when it comes to this co-op stuff, is. Uh, it takes two and a way out, I think, are perfect buddy games. If you have a friend that you like playing games with, like, 100%, these are amazing. Um, if you want to play Monster Hunter, like, you know, if you have a buddy who's played it, 
it actually makes that multiplayer better if if you are getting into it and you know somebody that's playing it because they can play the whole campaign co-op with you because they've seen all the cutscenes. So if you're going to get into Monster Hunter, actually check to see when else someone else has beaten it because it actually makes the co-op experience better in a fun way because they can just nerf they could actually just nerf themselves and like use old armor if you really wanted to have an experience along with them with that game. Uh, I think moving out is probably my favorite like hard game out of here, but I I don't know if it's online yet or not. And Risk of Rain Two is really fun. It's actually oh, yeah. like, really really good. I actually really like that game, and I'm I'm looking forward to more of this. And of course, if you want to have something a little different, if you liked Escape Rooms, you should play We Were Here. Like, if that's something you haven't been able to do in a while, that's a perfect video game for that. Yeah, Especially I online, mean, it works great. I mean, I think it kind of depends. I think It Takes Two in a Way Out, I will suggest those to anyone. You do yeah. need to have specifically, like, one person you actually want to play them with. Because, like, mm. I know for us, it was, like, when we were playing with a group of five people, it was hard. Yeah. So you kind of do have to be, like, willing to take that time away if you have a bigger group that games all the time. Um, I would suggest them to anyone... I think We Were Here is a really sweet one-off. It's only like yeah. three hours. It's pretty short. It's two-player. I don't think you can play the game twice. There are some aspects that change to try and let you, but I really don't think you can. No. So that's like, that is like a great short mini game, like oh, not mini game, but like small game that you can play. And I would suggest that if you're looking for something like kind of long-term, I think that Dungeon Defenders is really good if that's your thing. I think that any of the open world games that we talked about last week, Minecraft, Terraria, if you find one that you like, those are great. I also think Stardew Valley is a really good option. If you want to play something with a buddy and you both like that genre of game, play it. But if yeah. you're looking for something to launch up for an hour or two every couple weeks, maybe Overcooked. Play Overcooked, Moving Out, Lovers mm -hmm. in a Dangerous Space Time. These kind of small games that function more isolated, I think are better for that. Yeah. And Overcooked 2, Overcooked 2 and Overcooked right now have a bundle that gives you all DLC for both games and one for one price. And it's actually like a really good value because Overcooked 2 yeah. is actually massive because oh, I yeah. think I think there's like a good eight updates, four of which were free, and then I think three or four DLC. The game's huge and those DLC levels are hard. So if you played Overcooked 1 or 2 and thought it was easy, yeah, go play the DLC and get your face kicked in because the levels are made to be difficult. Yeah, I know um, my sister, who, like, they don't game a ton, but they've been playing, her and her buddies have been playing Overcooked 2, and they have mm. all of the DLCs, and I'll, I'll occasionally, like, join in and be their fourth because there's three of them, and there's a lot of content to that game. There's actually yes. just a lot, and, like... <laughs> They introduce new things, like, in some levels, you're cooking marshmallows. I love cooking cocoa. In some levels, you have to, like, <laughs> cut wood and make sure you keep your fire stoked. Yeah. Have like, you there's some really the, cool stuff in that game. Have you experienced the carnival level? I have experienced the carnival level. The, the, the game's just like, here, you're making, like, a tray of food now, and you have to put things on the tray. And it's just like, this is getting kind of hard, man. And, of course, you get to throw food in that game, and that's, like, one of the best things about it. The throw mechanic yeah. was, like, brilliant. <laughs> the throw mechanic is, like, one of those mechanics that, if used well, is such a massive upside and, like, makes the game way faster and you can really show a lot of skill expression with it. And then 90% of the time, it's just used to troll the shit out of people. 
Yes. And it's great. That's just a good mechanic. <laughs> well, anything else before we send everyone off to go try some games out? No, I think that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. Well, you know, that's the big thing right now is don't be all by yourself. You don't have to be. There's lots of games out there you can play with your friends. You know, chill games, intense games, whatever whatever flavor you want, you know? Also, really big upside of most of these games aren't super intensive. No. So and they're cheap. The, these games will run fine on a PS4, on an Xbox One. If you're someone like me who's trying to locate a 3080 or a 3090, but don't want to spend $4,000, you can run these games and they're not a problem. <laughs> exactly. Easy game, easy life. Well, shall we? Until next time, go play with your friends. You don't need to go outside. You can just stay in your house and be a little basement troll. It's fine. <laughs>